One of the exercises in the sport of Schutzen in the protection phase is called the blind search. The handler enters the field with his dog off leash and there's six blinds on the field. The handler needs to be able to direct his dog to all six blinds with the helper being at the end of the field in the sixth blind. By the time the dogs reach this level, they all know exactly where the, where the decoy or the helper is. This exercise becomes a lesson in control for the dog. As this dog runs the field, you can see him glancing towards the sixth blind, which is on our left here, the left of the screen. There's no question in this dog's mind that he knows where the helper is. He just looked over there. This is the way that a blind search should look, and the rest of this video will be on Michael Ellis explaining how to train it, how he trains it. When the dog gets to the helper, who's in the blind, his job is just to bark at the helper and not bite him. ...search to make sure that they check in the blinds and don't just run around them like they're running a pattern, right? So, um, for me, I teach it first in obedience, meaning I basically don't care if they look in the blind initially. I teach them to run around it and come back to me, right? Just so I can get the behavior, go out to that blind, and then come back to me. And once I have them run, and I use a toy. They learn to run around one blind, come back to me, get a toy. Run around another blind, come back to me, get a toy. Then after I have the, the behavior, I back chain that exercise off of bites, off of recalls. So let me explain. In protection, most people teach the dog to run around the blind and then go to the other blind where the decoy is hiding. Then the dog kind of runs around and runs straight to the next one. I want to maintain my recall in protection work so that I have control of my dog through the whole blind search. So what I do is I do recalls for bites first before I use the decoy in the blind search. So my dog in obedience learn, has learned to run around a blind and come back to me for a toy. So basically he runs around, comes back, runs around, comes back, runs around, comes back. Uh, now I bring the decoy out and I do recalls for bites. So the decoy stands here, I stand here, and the dog is here. So we make a triangle. Dog, me, decoy in a big triangle. I call the dog to me, he gets to go bite the decoy. Call the dog to me, gets to go bite the decoy. Until the decoy can stand out there and yell and jump up and down, and I can call my dog, and my dog will still come to me, even though the decoy's trying to get him to go there. So now I know I have a recall in the presence of the decoy, and I need to make sure that they'll come to me. The more of that kind of stuff you do, the better off you're going to be. And if you don't have somebody that can catch the dog, you have somebody stand out there, and you sell them around and call the dog back to you, send it that way, and then they throw the toy for the dog. Just the dog just runs past them and gets the toy. That way, if that person can't catch the dog coming at them from 20 yards away on a toy without getting hurt, you just have them chuck the ball or the tug or whatever that way. The dog gets it and brings it back to you to play. But you haven't, you're basically doing the same pattern. So what you're doing is basically teaching the dog, there's something you want over there, you have to come to me to get it. Then we just do the same thing in the blinds. You run around a blind, you come back to me, you get a bite. Decoy's here, I'm here, blind here, around a blind, back to me, bite, around a blind, back to me, bite. And then we just back chain through the whole thing. Around a blind, back to me, around another blind, back to me, around another blind, back to me, bite, or whatever it is. Right? 
And once you have that, then now the dog knows the obedience portion of running blind. So even with a helper out there, I can point him. He'll run around a blind and he'll come to me, even though there's a helper out there. I can a helper stand up there and wave a stick and yell, and my dog will still run around a blind and come to me. It's basically proofed in obedience. The dog's going to do the behavior. Now we teach the dog to look in the blinds. So at this point, I go out and I start hiding helpers or toys in random places. So now I have six blinds and I get three people to stand in three of them. And I start sending my dog and I play what's called the shell game, right? Where you mix and match and the dog never knows where the decoy is going to be. And sometimes I have two, three decoys or I have a couple people standing there with tugs and blinds. What it, do it doesn't make any difference, right? But the dog learns, hey, I better look in these things and not just run around it because there could be somebody in there. So then, and then I keep that kind of random. So I still, I have control before I do that other part. Because what happens is if I start having them look in the blind too much by moving the helper around, then the dog gets all weird when he doesn't find the helper and my control breaks down because he's not used to recalling there. So he runs in there, doesn't find a helper, and he starts looking around and taking off down the sideline and I'm trying to call him back and he won't call back, etc. right? So, but we get the whole thing ironed out in obedience and then teach the dog, hey, randomly there can be somebody in any one of these things. Or you could randomly at that point go hang balls in them or stick tugs in them or anything you want. So if you're practicing by yourself, after I've got it all ironed out in obedience, I simply take bite wedges and stick them in blinds. And I send my dog. He goes in there. Oh, look, a bite wedge grabs it, brings it to me, and we play. Do it in another one. And then he doesn't know where they're going to be, so he starts running in there and looking, and then coming out and coming back to me and running in there and looking, and then you've got the behavior. And then you mix that with random decoys in different places, and you've got the picture that they kind of want. But get the obedience ironed out first. It's, everything else is much easier if you taught the dog the controlled obedience portion. And the more, of course, you do that with toys, the easier it will be when you take it to the helper. There will still be some sticking points when you come to the helper, but they'll resolve much more quickly. And make sure you maintain your recall in the presence of the helper. So that's the important part. Don't let the dog just run around one blind and around the next one and then around the next one like they're on autopilot. The dogs learn the pattern really quickly, and I could sit in a chair at the end of the field and say, and he'd run back and forth down the whole field, right? They've learned the pattern, and they know they have to run around them. But at that point, they're on autopilot. They're just running. And so if I go to a new field or go to a championship and the blinds are spaced differently or the field's bigger or smaller or wider, the blinds are a different color, I have no control of my dog. So he's on automatic, and so if I... If he starts to get too far ahead of me and I try to call him back, I got no recall. So what I try to do as much as possible is get the control portion ironed out first.